comes the bride, all dressed in Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Tegan? Yes, Liz? Tegan, let's talk about underpants. Okay, great. Hi, welcome to my wedding industrial complex, a wedding podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. You're Liz. And you're Tegan. Okay, great. Let's talk about underpants. We gotta get right to it. Tegan's got places to be. <laughs> but also, I just want to, let's talk about underpants. Let's underpants talk about are, underpants. Um, so What a weird thing to talk about. What a super weird thing to talk about. Have we already talked about wedding traditions in terms of like garter tosses? That's a great question that I don't remember the answer to. This is episode 19. So maybe, but probably not. Probably not in depth. Or we did, and then said we'd talk about it more when we talked about lingerie. Okay. Well, now here we are. Let's talk about it. Because if if we did talk about it, it was long enough ago that we forgot about it. So you also probably forgot about it. So let's pretend we never said it. Here we are, America, talking about things. Um, I personally think garter tosses are hella gross. (laughs) Sure. Fair. Yes, I agree. Mostly because it harkens back to this whole like the reason that you are getting married is to like have sex, but the only reason you're having sex is to, like, have kids. But it makes it, like, a weird sexy moment in a thing where your grandma is present. Yeah. I Not my grandma. My grandma has long since shuffled off this mortal coil. R.I.P. grandma. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's it's a very weird thing because it is, it's, like, I don't know. I feel like it's the modern equivalent of, like, Having all your wedding guests, like, watch you try to consummate your marriage. Yeah. Or, like, whatever they used to do back for, like, back in the time of the Louis. (laughs) All the Habsburgs and stuff. All the Habsburgs and stuff where they were just like, ah, yes, go on. Go on. Reach up beneath my skirt and find a surprise. Yeah, it's, like, it's that very weird thing of, like, all of your friends and family, like, actively thinking about the fact that you're going to go have sex after this. This is my, like least favorite part of weddings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, also, there's an assumption that there will be wedding night sex happening. Right. Which I don't think is a guarantee. No. It's like, one, I'm going to be tired. Sure. And if I'm tired, Damon's certainly tired. Sure. And I don't want to talk in specifics. Let's, like, broaden this out. If one partner is tired, the other one is probably going to be tired and or drunk. And those two things don't usually lead to very fun and successful uh, copulation. Oh, yeah. I remember I went to my cousin's wedding many moons ago. This is a weird place to and start. I remember, no, I know. But so I went to my cousin's wedding many moons ago and she told us uh, sometime afterwards, she was like, yeah, there was a part of the, the wedding night that I never thought about, which is uh, the time that it took my husband two hours to take all of the bobby pins out of my hair before oh, we could yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. And you're all dolled up and fancy. So like, oh, yeah. Like the business, business is like been carefully closed up right well i think also it's like you know back in the day when that was in theory the first time you would have ever had sex with each other Mm. probably you like planned it out with a great deal more anticipation and specificity whereas you know nowadays not to like say anything specific about anybody or anything but (laughs) do your thing nowadays i feel like that is less common 
So it is more common to just be like, we can just have sex whenever. Like it's, it's yeah. fine. I'm going to have the whole rest of my life to have sex with you. I don't need to have don't sex need to with do you right, right now. now. I know what it's like. It won't be fun right now. It's fine. <laughs> I've got a corset on. <laughs> because hopefully, I know we've probably talked about this uh, in previous episodes, but like, I very much hope for you, dear listener, that you have had sex with the person you're about to marry before you're about to marry them. Because that's <sighs> an important thing to consider before you decide to marry someone. And you know what? If you are a person who is like, I am saving myself until marriage, that is a choice that sure you should stand behind. It is a choice. I do not understand, but you do you. You do you. But, but I think that it's important. A, a kind of integral do. piece of a relationship is how you interact with each other's bodies. Yeah. And... Not to say that you have to have earth-shattering sex to need to marry someone, but, like, you should at least know that you two can figure out a way to make each other happy in that way. Right. And also, like, that's why I think that even if you are uh, deciding to wait until marriage to have sex, I think that that is a thing that you should be speaking to your partner about openly and frequently yes you can have that conversation of like when we do do this what do we think it's gonna be like what do we want out of it what is going to make me happy about this situation that's a great way i think to to if you are trying to do that for like a religious reason or a moral reason whatever your reasons might be again i don't ascribe to that yeah personally i don't get it but listen you you do whatever is going to make you feel best. Follow your faith and whatever. But And I think it's a really, really good idea, as with anything partner-related, to, like, invest in communication. Talk about Talk it. Talk about it. Um, But this brings me back around. No, it doesn't. I'm just looking for a segue. Underpants. Underpants. I mean, it brings it back around, because you're wearing them, and then you're not wearing them. Yeah. And I do think, um, like, I... I am trying to find underpants that are going to be very cute, but my dress sort of limits things because, not because I can't wear underwear, but because, like, I can't wear a bra with my dress. Oh, yeah. And a lot of, like, okay, so bridal lingerie is a genre unto itself. Sure. Weirdly, it is not- a multi-million dollar industry. Absolutely. Weirdly, it is, like, the least practical underwear you will ever see. Oh, yeah. Or the very most practical underwear you will ever see. Right. It's, like- Either you're talking like ironclad spanks or like lacy nothing that will just wedge its way up into your butthole and live there forever. Right. And I feel kind of like maybe there's supposed to be a costume change at some point. I do think that's the goal. Like from all of the like teddies and like weird thong business that won't stay put. Right. And like the camisoles that are like, they... (laughs) There's a whole trend of these camisoles that look like strips of fabric that go around your midriff attached to two triangles that go over your nipples. Yes. And then a string that attaches it to the rest of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, which I just described a camisole, but it's made of right. like see-through nothing. Exactly. And like, how are you supposed to wear that during a wet? It's like, I just watched um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel oh, on yeah. Amazon, which is a delightful- is it good? It's a delightful series. Okay, good. You should definitely watch it. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Chicago actor- representing get a girl uh she's fantastic but there's the whole thing is that she is uh in the first episode you get to see this sort of like uh facade of of womanhood that she has been maintaining for her husband because it's sort of a passed down thing of like you know this is what women do in order to keep their husbands happy and one of those things is that she goes to sleep with him uh with all of her makeup on and her hair done and then as soon as he is asleep she gets up takes off her makeup, puts on her cold cream, like wraps up her hair in rollers 
and then goes back to bed and then wakes up before he wakes up to go and put her makeup on again and then go back and pretend that she was sleeping. I'm going to say this right now. No man deserves that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and as you find out later in the same episode, her husband absolutely does not on that show. I bet. But point of this being, I feel like that's a similar kind of thing where it's like at some point there needs to be a secret costume change and then you're supposed to be like, oh, but I was wearing this thong underneath my wedding dress the whole time when it's like, no, you weren't. Yeah. Also, and if you were, I'm sorry because I doubt you could have enjoyed yourself. That seems painful at best. Um, This is another situation where there is not an equivalent for men. Yeah. You could get you like, have, like wedding jock straps. No, not really, huh? And I guess it says something that like the the bride throws a bouquet and the groom throws a thing he got off the bride. Yes. <laughs> like uh, the whole marriage economy is based off the backs of women. Ugh, the whole world. Um, That's so, a separate podcast. It is a separate podcast. That's one of our mini-sodes called Patriarchal Yelling with Tegan and Liz. <laughs> Get ready. That's a real show we think about. I mean, it's mostly just like this individual show. pockets of this show. <laughs> it's just like any time that we encounter a thing that is like unevenly placed upon the backs of women. Yeah. So anytime we talk, basically. Anytime we talk about weddings in general or in the world in more general. Um, there are a lot of of uh, options for underpants for women. Yeah. Um, oh, we got lots of underpants. We got lots of underpants. I myself have partaken in the Spanx uh, sure. business because sometimes it's nice to just like know slip that smoothly all. into a dress. Yeah. Know that all your shit is where you left it. Yes. And it's like a good place. It's not a good place to store lipstick, but it is a good place to store your phone. Sure. That's good. Uh, I say don't store your lipstick in there because one time I had, okay, this wasn't Spanx, but it was a strapless bra and I put my lipstick in between my boobs to keep it safe. And then I went to the bathroom and uh, like- Had it melted? I It had melted and made me look like a mini Carrie, <laughs> but oh, just between my no. boobs. I'm pretty sure, actually, I think something like that happened to me once where it was like, I kept a, a lipstick in between my boobs and uh, it wasn't that the lipstick itself melted. It was that like the whatever- coating was on the outside it was like a really cheap lipstick oh like whatever coating was on the like plastic outside of the lipstick was it like a fake metal it was like a fake metal or like some sort of like black paint or something oh and then, like no. all sort of flaked off and was like covering my whole cleavage and oh I was good like, you look beplaged. Oh, great. well good this is great <laughs> i've gotten into a small fire when i wasn't looking oh i've been singed um I I have been on the lookout okay so i'm a plus size lady sure. or at least like the bottom edge of plus size yeah um, and I have been looking for, like, sexy underpants, but, like, right. underpants that will make me feel nice. Right. Uh, and I will say the options Nobody feels available. nice in a thong. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Thongs were invented by men. People. End of story. People used to say, when I was in, like, high school and the trend wasn't for everyone to wear a thong, they were all like, these are so comfortable. This is, like, the best they thing. They are not. I don't understand why a wedgie is the way to go. Also, it seems gross. Yeah, One I, fart and that underwear is ruined. <laughs> That's all I'll say. What a beautiful tagline for this episode. <laughs> One fart and that is ruined. My wedding industrial complex. We talk about farts. <laughs> um, thongs are not very comfortable. They're not. Also, like, the, th the thing about underpants is that, like, they should sort of be a thing you don't have to think about. Right. Thongs you have to think about deeply. Deep, like, 
deeply. Like deeply. Um, but a lot of wedding underpants you have to think about deeply anyway, right. because they're all like a contraption that's held together with like string and or clasps and or right. wedgie factories. Um, but for plus size ladies, there are not a lot of good options for underpants. Yeah. Uh, Especially if you're looking for something that's not going to, like, roll off your tummy. Sure. And, like, tummy. Oh. <laughs> but, like, you want, like, I have my, I carry my weight mostly in my stomach and my thighs. And, like, I. Sure, as many of us do. You know. But, like, that's where I gain weight most, too. Yeah. And, like, not so much in my hips, particularly. Sure. Um. So, when I'm looking for underwear, I want something that's not going to get eaten by my stomach. <laughs> sure. But I also want something that's, like, not a granny panty that's like covering right. all of me. Forever. Right. Which I feel like is like what most plus size lingerie sort of is. Is it's like, Oh look, it's sexy also for plus size women because we cover all of you. Look at you. We've covered up the bad bits and left all the other bits showing. Look, it's a scuba suit. Yes. Like, but that's, I don't, that's how appreciate plus that. size clothes goes in general. It's either like, uh, like pinup, like cherries on everything. Right. Or like cover every woman in a bag covered in every neon animal print you can think of. Right. Or weird mesh bodysuits. We're like, we want you to be body positive. So just wear this net that the snood for your body. <laughs> like, what? Or it's just like, wear the same outfit that all of the straight size women are wearing, except we're going to make you put on a jacket. Yes. You it's can't like, wear the sleeveless option because your arms are an offense. I'm still angry about the the movie poster for the movie Bridesmaids. Yeah, where they made Melissa McCarthy wear a jacket. They put a fucking bolero over her strapless dress because they were like, no, nope. America's not ready for your arms. <laughs> so, that's the thing that I sometimes think about apropos of nothing and I get so you mad. You just like, think about it occasionally because yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I think about it occasionally and I just am like, fuck, man. And I've talked to you before about like how as soon as you click like my size or higher in like wedding attire, it assumes you're on yeah. your second marriage. So it finds you all the stuff with jackets. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> what? It makes you think, well, there's a lot of like dresses for like matrons sure and like uh older ladies who are having a second marriage and it's like a chill kind of thing but when you're not looking for a dang ball gown right what you wind up with in plus sizes is often like what looks to be a woman's business dress with a white jacket wonderful yeah because like cover Clothes your body up great. you horrible fat lady <laughs> Look, uh, I I have been on a journey of self-acceptance and I'm at a point where I'm like, I want to treat my body healthily and kindly and I would like to be like able to move around in the way that I would like to for as long as possible. So sure. I'm going to treat my body the way that I can. It would be great if the world would keep up with me. <laughs> Wouldn't it just? It would be great. Um, I have, I have found some cute options. They mm -hmm. are not bridal options. Again, just like it seems like the world of fashion doesn't think that brides are bigger ladies that sounds like an accurate assumption it's rude based on what i know of the world of fashion right but um I, and i also feel like i am looking for like the el dorado of underwear where sure. like i would like something because i'm only buying underpants sure i would like to buy a garter nice because i think that would be fun yeah garters uh, are fun but like a garter belt i don't yeah, want like yeah. a freaking garter around my leg you know what I mean? Yeah, no garter belt with the little strappy straps. Yeah, and with the, the strappy little, straps. The hooks. And I, some, like, I like those. I think those are highs. super sexy. Yeah, I think so too. And like, I found some of those. You sort of have to hunt for them. There are a yeah. couple of good like uh, plus size lady stores. Um, there's one called Hips and Curves. 
that's really pretty. It's a good name. Yeah, it's a great name. Uh, and like I say, if you're looking for underwear for your wedding, regardless of your size, you should stick away from the bridal underwear because yeah, like it's like not worth it. And it is only just like the go change into your sexy pants outfit. Right. It's like the same shit as everything else, except it's probably white. It's usually white. And or black, weirdly. Right. And I think that has a whole separate like a lady purity, in the like, street <laughs> connotation that I don't really have the mental bandwidth to get into right now. <laughs> but it's that same thing of like, ooh, look at me. Like now I'm able to have sex. So like I'm going to get weird. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm going to go from a delicate little flower into a nasty Rosy. lady. Every rose has its thorn. I don't know. The thorn is your penis. The thorn is your penis. <laughs> I think, like, the thing, I would like to do something pretty and sexy. One sure. for myself, because, like, I want to feel pretty on my wedding day of yeah. all days, America. But then also, like, I want to I wanna look nice for my partner. Right. I want I want to get gussied up and be like, this was a special day, and I want to share it with you. Right, exactly. Look at my fancy underpants that I bought. Which I totally get. Um, but it the, the world of underwear, it's not, it's not, it's not easy to find. No. It's also like I am acutely aware that whatever I choose to wear under my dress, other people will be vaguely aware that I am wearing it. Sure. You know, like I'm not wearing a dress where like someone is going to know that I am wearing Spanx because my right. dress is like a floofy from the bottom out, which yeah. I'm excited about. It means I can eat as many tacos as I want. It's um, a little fit and flair. <laughs> a little fit and flair. Um, but like, I don't know, like especially now that I've done this podcast and I know my mom and sister listen to it, like I – uh, whatever I pick, people will be aware that I have picked an underwear for the wedding. Right. People assume that you have an underwear on. Yes. And I, I don't know. And like thinking about like what other people do, like, yeah, I, so sometimes there are bachelorette parties that involve like gift giving that sure. usually involves lingerie. Sure. And that makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, well, because it's just another thing where it's like, cool, let's have all of my older female relatives think about my sex life some more. Uh, Which is its own thing. I don't know. Maybe, like, we're feeling too grody about it because, like, it shouldn't be that hard of a thing to talk about sex. But, like, talking about the trappings of sex in this way. Right. Well, because I think it's, like, it's the kind of thing that I think if you're able to have, like, really honest, open conversations about those kinds of things with your older female relatives, that's awesome and it, like, should be the case. But I think that in general, this whole process is so specifically, like, based more in tradition than it is in, like, actual honest communication. Yes, absolutely. so it's way easier to just be like, we're just doing this fun, sexy thing that everyone told us we should do and, like, not actually be having those conversations. And so it's not actually useful and it just maintains that status quo of everyone being mildly uncomfortable. Yes, and weird expectations of, like, this is not a gift for you so much as it is for your future partner. Right, exactly. Like... Which is weird. It is weird, especially because it's clothing you're putting on your body. And presumably, if you're getting down to anything, you're taking it off. Right. Just saying. Which is another thing. Which is another and thing. Just about sexy underpants in general. Yeah. Like, like, the sexiest underpants is probably no underpants. Hi-oh. Hi-oh. I don't know. Like, 
Oh, and that's a weird thing, too, that there's a lot of, like, crotchless options for underpants that you can buy. And I'm like, well, clearly you don't intend for me to wear that during the ceremony, right? Like, that's the only thing I'll Unless be thinking about. Unless you're having a real kinky wedding. <laughs> what a kinky wedding! But, like, I think, like, like, that's a fun option, I guess, if you don't feel like taking your underpants off and you, like, want to enjoy the, like, act of wearing underpants. I don't know. In general, yeah. I don't understand crotchless underwear. I think it's, I think it's just, like... This an unnecessary a, step. This is an NC-17 episode. It is. <laughs> I don't know. Talk openly about sex. No crotch 17. No crotch 17. <laughs> Ew. I know. I hate it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry about everything. I mean, there's a lot of, like, I think that the kinds of things that you find when you look for something, like, sexy or pretty to wear as underpants right. are, like indicative of how this country and culture our culture anyway thinks of sex that like oh, yeah. it's all this weird overdone very complicated not able to hold up to much movement stuff it's performative it is performative and it's not for you because it's right. never comfortable right exactly and i think that's uh, this is a whole other conversation slash podcast slash thing. <laughs> T and but, Liz talk about sex and patriarchy. <laughs> um, just like come hang out with us and we can have that conversation. Yeah. But it, I think it also, it just goes along with like, that's sort of a microcosm of like, what's wrong with the way that we talk to women about sex in this country is like that it all is from a place of being performative and yes. it all is being performative, not for you. Yes. Uh, it's being performative like for another person and you're not supposed to be thinking as much about what you actually want or like yeah. what actually feel, feels good to you. You're just supposed to be thinking about like what is going to look best to the person that I'm trying to entice. Yes. Um, and that is its own can of trash worms. Yes. It makes it really hard to figure out what feels good as a person. Right. And it's something like to really open up like that I've struggled with a lot. Like, sure. I want to, I want to feel good and have a good time and connect with my partner when we do that sort of thing. Sure. But the way that the world has talked about sex has made me feel like, I feel like I have only learned how to perform or make the other person feel good. And it has been through right. like a long-term relationship that those things turn around. Right. Like, you figure that stuff out. But yeah, it's, it's very difficult. Cause like, I mean, yeah, I think that's something that, that all women of our age bracket probably have struggled with in some way or another. Yes. There's an actual, there's a website now that you can subscribe to called, uh, I think it's OMG. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 You heard I know about that. that. Yes. There's like, it's a, um, a, a website where ladies demonstrate how to pleasure themselves to like help you learn how to pleasure yourself if you are also yeah, a person or with like, like female genitalia. Right. Or how if you are not, how to pleasure someone who has that yes, genitalia. Also. Um yeah, it's a fascinating thing. I um yes, I am familiar. I know it was it got like a burst of publicity like maybe a year or two ago because Emma Watson was talking about it a lot. Oh yeah. Um but yeah I think that's like stuff like that is a great start of just like, you know, think about this stuff. Think about like the fact that the system is broken and has been broken for us since we were very little girls yes. um, and is something that we're still trying to fix and untangle. 
Yes. Uh, so think about that if you are a partner uh, and also think about it if you are a person who is dealing with it in the first place. Yeah. If you're a person who's dealing with it in the first place, cut yourself a lot of slack. Like if you feel lost inside all of that, because right. it's tough. It's and very complicated. And the mainstream know, world of talk to your therapist, about, talk to your therapist it. about it. But like the mainstream world of like what is available to you may not right. be adequate for what you need. And like, right. that means a lot more introspection i guess and honest communication with your partner right and i don't know wear the underpants that you like wear the underpants you can afford <laughs> do what your underpants, underpants can, can afford. afford don't write checks your underpants can't cash <laughs> that's my new slogan. i'm gonna get that as a tattoo you should get that as a tattoo on my butt ew what no butt tattoos okay i actually don't didn't know that was a rule i don't have that strong of an opinion okay, about butt great. tattoos Batus. Um, I think we have to wrap this up. Uh, I mean, do you have any other feelings about my major feeling? Longer, hey. Longer, hey. My major feeling is that this this search is still ongoing. Yeah. I found one pair of underpants that I really like, and I'm trying to save until like getting married times. But I might just wear them because they're very yeah, comfortable. Give them a try. I mean, I well, think take that's them for a thing. test spin. Yeah. <laughs> take them for a test spin. See how it goes. See if you can like but survive like, a night of dancing. Them. Well, okay, because they're they're lacy, and I'm worried that going through the wash will ruin them. So they might be sure. like one time use. <laughs> I think you can, this is the thing that I have discovered in having lazy underpants. I mean, granted, I have a lot of lazy underpants and I don't care about that much. Fair. Uh, but I, uh, you can put them through the wash. They will get a little stringy if you put them through the wash too many times. Uh, but just uh, lay them flat to dry. Don't put them in the oh, dryer. Don't put them in the dryer. Because putting them in the dryer is what really makes them kind of fuzzy. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so just don't put them in the dryer. And also if you need to hand wash them, hand wash them. Okay. Or put them on delicate. It'll be fine. Okay. I mean, probably don't do that like 15 times before you're winning because then they'll get a little bit Smushy, but well, then the two weeks leading up to my wedding, I'm gonna need to buy different underwear. Okay, <laughs> but in general, it's they will survive if you take care of them. That is actually really good information. Yeah, thank you. There you go. You're welcome. Um, yeah, but as far as underpants goes, it comes with a lot of baggage. Clearly, yeah. Uh, I say wear whatever underwear you feel like wearing that makes you feel as sexy as you'd like to feel. Exactly, and as comfortable around your grandmother as you'd like to feel. <laughs> That is good advice that we don't give enough. <laughs> Just be comfy around your grandma. It's like the point of getting – like having a wedding and, and like doing the whole party thing is less – it's not about sex. Sure. You can make the parts about sex at some other day. There are plenty of other parts you can make be about there. Sex. A plenty of other wedding parts you can make be about sex. Very true. But so just like this one doesn't have to be yeah, if you don't want it to be. Wear underpants that make you feel happy and know that no one would like to think about it. Right. So <laughs> don't do a garter toss if you don't want to. Yeah, if you don't want to. I That's think, a good bottom line. I think they're garbage. I think they're very sort of weird. They make me uncomfortable and I refuse. They, they make me uncomfortable too and I... Yeah, I not to say anything against if that is the thing you want to do at your wedding, but I personally don't get it, and I don't think anyone should be forced to do it if they don't want to. Yeah. Uh, don't feel like you need to abide by that tradition, because all traditions are made, made up. I also feel weird about bringing up all of your single friends and making a performance out of when they'll get married, but Yeah, that's don't fine. do that. That's a whole separate <laughs> that's a other whole thing. thing. And you know what? Maybe that was chill in previous days, and maybe your friends are chill with that kind of thing, and then if that's the case, then go for it. Right, uh, but... I mostly feel like I don't want to draw attention to the fact that my friends are single. Right. I feel like it's weird. It's very much like, yeah. look what I got. Yeah. Or like, you are not complete until you're married. Right. Which like, fuck off. I don't <laughs> I'm so tired all the time. I'm so tired all the time. Uh, so ennui and lingerie. 
fatigué et lingerie. Je suis fatigué avec mon lingerie. Uh, we'll catch you next time on Make, on make Believe Money. That's, That's the a other different podcast. podcast. This po- that podcast would never talk about this stuff. No. Um, Unless they were talking about a wedding movie. Oh, we should do that. The the Make Believe. Wor- you should do a Make Believe Money about Bride Wars. Oh, absolutely. Find out how much money they would have had to save for and, those weddings. And like what you could do to get your money back. Right. Like that how much. kind of broke. How much of Anne Hathaway's deposit she lost. Yeah. She's going to have to move out of her apartment. <laughs> Um, that's a separate that's show. That's a separate show. Uh, you've this been is, Tegan. And you've been Liz. And, and this has been My Wedding Industrial Complex. Yeah. Thanks uh, for listening to us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, do what you can afford, obviously. Obviously. Wear what's going to make your butt feel good. Obviously. And, uh, talk to your partner about your sexy bits. Obviously. But not in front of your grandma if you don't want to. I mean, if your grandma's chill with that and you're also chill with that, that's a cool thing. You have a way more interesting relationship with your grandma than I do, <laughs> yeah. but go for it. Write in and tell us about your relationship with your grandma. Yeah, if that's you, I want to know about your grandma because she sounds cool. <laughs> Email us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com to tell us about your relationship with your grandma. Take a picture of your grandma and message it to us on Instagram at mwic underscore podcast. Uh, rate us and review us on iTunes. Leave a message to your grandma in your review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can do that. Um, yeah, send us a message. Go to our website at uh, my wedding industrial complex. WordPress.com. You can comment on that website if you'd like also. Yeah, if you about want us, your grandma. If you want us to send a shout out to your grandma send on a future sh- episode, <laughs> just let us know. We're here for you. Uh, go check out America's Grandma and our <laughs> composer, Charles E. Miller's website, charlesemiller.com, for music and listen to her on Spotify and iTunes. Her music is so good. She played me new songs on the phone the other day and it made me so happy. That's very cute. I love her music so much. Um, and you know what? That's it. Thongs aren't worth it. Thongs aren't worth it. Do Mic we- drop. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>